A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full important safety information, visit juviderm.com. Welcome to the HIV podcast. Each week, we focus on a person, historical event, or pop culture moment linked to HIV and explore the story of what actually happened. I'm Sarah. And I'm Jess. And between us, we've been working in the field of HIV for 40 years. Our aim is to get as many people as possible HIV educated. Welcome to the HIV podcast. Each week we focus on a person, historical event or pop culture moment linked to HIV and explore the story of what actually happened. I'm Sarah. And I'm Jess. And between us, we've been working in the field of HIV for 40 years. Our aim is to get as many people as possible HIV educated. Welcome to the HIV podcast. We both Got lent enough. in to the to the microphone so closely then. Thank you for welcoming me. That's okay. I'm just pleased that I won. So competitive. And I must say again, disclosure number two, which is also same as last week, sponsored by the lovely, lovely, lovely people over at AuraQuick. And obviously we did, if you want to know all about AuraQuick tests, you can obviously go on their website and have a look. But also go back to our episode about testing. Because we actually tried them out and go on our TikTok and you'll be able to see us actually taking an, an aura quick test. You'll be able to see me rubbing it around my gums. Who doesn't want to watch that? But anyway, let me do the business stuff. Okay. So this episode is sponsored by AuraQuick. AuraQuick HIV self-test gives you more control, allowing you to test yourself accurately anytime, anywhere using an aura, an orid? Using an, I'm not even going to cut that out. Using an oral fluid sample. No blood, no needles, just results in 20 minutes. AuraQuick is easy, painless, proven and private. Available from Terence Higgins Trust, Superdrug, Amazon and pharmacies throughout the UK. Additional information on uk.auraquick.com. And as always, we'll put all this information below the episode. Thank you, AuraQuick. Woo! Very good. 
Well, it was. It should have you on to read the news. So I will have edited this when it goes out. So I'm going to leave in that first mistake that I made. But then I, it's only a short, short bit of writing. How, how many mistakes did I make? A few f bombs dropped in there, weren't there? Well, I couldn't quite get it right. But um, also, we're having a holiday. Not together. Oh God, no, never. Jesus, look at, look at the disgust on Sarah's <laughs> but we face. Are, how rude! Break, can't we next week? I'm a delight on a holiday. Oh, I'm, I'm sure you are. I'm not. Oh, <laughs> well, like, are you saving me from you? You're like, yes. oh, I'm terrible. <laughs> you do not. Yeah, no, me. no. Don't come on holiday with me. I'm awful. Why? What? What? What makes you so horrible? Um, it's not good company. I'm excellent company in any situation. We're just not on a holiday. Remember when we went to Amsterdam to the yeah. International AIDS Conference and I literally just followed you around. Jess, where are we going now? Jess, how do the trams work? But, Jess, where's our hotel? But that, so for me, that's actually my ideal. I, I'm a bit of a control freak, as we know. So I love to be in control and do the things I want to do. I don't, I'm not going to lie to you, Sarah. I don't want to do the things other people want to do. I don't want to. I want to do what I want to. So you're actually my ideal holiday partner. I want someone that just goes, all right, then, yeah. But yes, this way, my things, me, mine, I. Oh, okay. I don't want to go on holiday with you. Even though I could be like, right, okay, where's the red light district? I want to be taken there now. She's not joking. That did happen. Oh, and it was such a disappointment. Mind you, I think we were too early. Do you think? Should have gone later. Yeah, well, it was still kind of light, wasn't it? Yeah, maybe. maybe. And that would have interrupted food time. We did a lot of walking that day as well. I was a bit walked out. We had done a lot of walking. It's not food time, is it? It's just dinner. No, I called it food time. But is that what you got? Food time. Food time, Karen. <laughs> yes. Yes, no. So it's not a long holiday. We're literally just having next week off. So we've never, it's always been a weekly podcast. We've never even had a week off. So next week, we're just having a little week off because, you know, um, next Monday is the Independent Podcast Awards. It's the ceremony. Oh, the ceremony. So actually, the real reason we're having next week off is that Jess is going to be hanging. Well, I feel like I'll either be celebrating all week or crying all week. If anyone's around uh, Paddington Station on Monday evening and they see someone with a giant bottle of Prosecco, either standing on a chair going mental or just crying into it, that's Jess. Yeah, yeah, that'll be me. So yes, one week off and then back to normal. Um, and, and we're joking, but Sarah genuinely is on holiday, as you'll all I know. I am on holiday, yes. yes. So, yeah, so we is, well, we could yeah. have done it, but no. Yes. So we hope you can forgive us. It's just one week. But do follow our social media, Instagram, TikTok. We are on, I'm still calling it Twitter. I know it's X, but I'm just like, I just, no, Twitter um, and threads. But yeah, over on um, Instagram and TikTok, we'll put up some videos of like the award ceremony and stuff and maybe me crying, who knows, with happiness or sadness. If we win, get Zoe to film you going up to collect it. I know. Can you imagine? Do I do it like what will happen? Are we supposed to like make a speech or something? See, we shouldn't do this. Look, we're getting my hopes up. For... I don't know. Um, I don't know if they do speeches. Oh, what? who would you thank first? I'd thank our whole HIV community. We wouldn't even be here, all of our podcast oh, community. Good great. Then I'd thank, thank Sean. Then I'd thank, no, then I'd thank Sean, then Bernice, you know, then Gracie for her work <laughs> in, you know, just shoving her bottom in the camera half the time. Then the dogs. Then Oh, my gosh. You know, I might consider you at some point. No. At the end. I'll be just like, as you leave the stage where you come back, because a lot of people do that, don't they? Oh, one more person, Sarah, but, you know, she's not even here, so it doesn't really matter. 
I'm going to tell people that. I was like, she couldn't be bothered, guys. She couldn't be bothered. <laughs> it's not that she's on holiday and then you announce this afterwards. It's, she couldn't be bothered. I just, hopefully it'll be a lovely, lovely time. And like I said, we'll keep you all posted, whatever happens on our socials. So stay with us there. And like, don't leave us. Don't like unsubscribe because it's just one week. We, does everyone need a holiday? Oh, I definitely need Apparently it. not together, but maybe I'll work on that for next year, Sarah. I'll no. charm you. No. <gasps> and we could take Sean and Benice and all the animals. Oh, what an eclectic mix that would be. <laughs> Chantel, we'll take Chantel. Sue, Zoe, these are all the people we work with, by the way. I don't think they all want to come away with us. How rude. I think I, I, don't I think Sean think I... wants to come away with us. Sean wants holidays to get away from us. Sean, why don't you want to come on holiday with me? Why are you insulting me? I am a delight, right? I know Bernie wants to come on holiday with me because she knows Jessica is a delight. Right. right. Do you know what? Sean, loveliest person I think I've ever met and extremely generous. I bet he invites you now to go on holiday and I'm going to enjoy you oh, trying no, to get out no, of it. No, 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 I like, no. Yeah, I told you I can't go on other people's holidays. It has to be my holiday. I have to be yeah. in charge. Jess is in charge. She's the boss. <laughs> Sean, don't do it. It's not worth the hassle. Very regimented. Yes. Yeah, and just, just what I want to do. Like... Ben gets a bit, no, not upset, but Ben's always, um, he just thinks I'm rude because if he wants to do something else, I'll say, yeah, go and do it. He's like, well, aren't you going to come? I'm like, no, you just, you go and do it. I don't want to do it. You do it. Well, if you're on holiday together and he wanted to go and, I don't know, look around some clay, caves, claves, what's a clave? Oh, do you know what? You're right. I would do that for him. Yeah. Because that's what my husband always wants to do. He always caves. finds the cave. Let's go and have a look at these caves. And one cave is very much like another, in my experience. Does it remind him of your cavernous vagina? <laughs> Maybe it does. It's a blast from the past. I've just spent many holidays when it's gorgeous weather stuck in a cave <laughs> where he's going, oh, the history of this is really interesting. Brilliant. <laughs> oh, I and not it like that. Maybe it does. Oh, that's that's for anyone new here. That's just a really old podcast reference from oh many many moons ago when we were joking about Sarah's cavernous vagina. So it's not me just insulting her. Oh, I know why. Before. before people think it's because I've had a baby that was ten pounds. That that's was why, wasn't it? That was it. That was it. Yeah, it and because razor, big baby. Yeah, and that's why he likes the caves because he can be like, hello, hello. <laughs> similar, similar. I'm sure. <laughs> anyway we should move on or a quicker like why did we sponsor this oh bless him i don't know but yes my husband likes caves i think he just likes wearing a hard hat as he does when he's with me oh in every capacity that's <laughs> it of life no you don't. <laughs> it's complete life right let's move on we're going back to disclosure this week yes disclosure two yes so we are looking at friends and family and a few other areas that we've been asked about over the years. So we're starting with whether you have to share your HIV diagnosis with a partner. Oh, look how serious you look. That's your... No, it is serious because this is something we have to speak. Oh, this is something I, I chat with service users about a lot. Like probably the most common question, isn't it? So if it's an existing partner, yes, you do. If you've been having unprotected sex with them prior to your diagnosis, they'll need to get tested themselves. Sexual Health Clinic can support you. They do want to track whoever else, who the other people that you've been sleeping with and having unprotected sex with. Yeah, partner mapping, isn't it? Yeah. If it's a new partner, so you're diagnosed with HIV and then you meet somebody. If you're undetectable... Sorry, sorry if you're what? Did you just say if you're undetectable? 
I feel like after we chatted about Fraser and his hard hat, Sarah's got something on her brain. I'm just obsessed now with penises. <laughs> if it's a new partner um, and you're undetectable, no, you don't need to. We've said this before, but it does prove controversial, doesn't it? This, Yes, this is what I was going to say. This is one of the things where I have the longest chats with people because they're just like, what? And they, they just seem to believe that they have to tell their partners. No, you don't. If you are undetectable, you have taken steps to prevent the transmission of HIV, you do not have to tell them. No. And we understand that's a tricky concept because it's like anything in a new relationship, isn't it? You don't want to be sort of withholding something from someone. You're not just going to meet somebody and know instantly if you're going to get in a long-term relationship, are you? That's impossible to know. That's the thing. And I think we've said to service users so many times because everybody kind of focuses on themselves and how guilty they feel that they haven't disclosed yet. But it's like, but do you know if they've got HIV or when was the last time they got tested? You are absolutely correct. You do not have to disclose. You just you take your time as and when the time is right. If you're detectable and you're having protected sex, and we've talked about this before, there's no law saying you must tell your partners that you have HIV. It's your choice whether you tell them or not. Again, you are taking reasonable steps to protect them from contracting HIV. So just to reiterate, that is if you are using a condom during sex, you are taking that step. Yeah, that's what Sarah's saying. This is what we covered in the, the, the law, the legal, legal episodes. Yes. So we can go through, if you want, the kind of, what did they call that? Pillars of and how you could be prosecuted for reckless transmission, mm. just to be absolutely clear. So if you had sex with someone who didn't know you had HIV, you knew you had HIV at that time, you understood how HIV is trans- transmitted. So, okay, you had sex without a condom. That is the key piece of information. The yeah. other three don't stand up if you are using a condom. Because you're taking reasonable steps to yes. protect your partner. Yeah. Uh, and then the other one is if you transmitted HIV to that person. But you are taking, as Jess said, reasonable steps. You're using a condom. You're doing exactly what you need to do to not pass it on. So that's what I will get, get asked is, oh, yeah, but isn't it like, you know, hiding the truth? Not really. Like I said, they don't know. You might you don't know their status. Hmm. They might have HIV as well. Yeah, yeah. The thing with HIV, there's just there's a lot of information to almost know, isn't there? Because of the stigma, because of things like this, the legalities that people are really scared about. It almost feels like there's quite a burden on people to learn a lot once they've been diagnosed. You know, you don't actually have this with other like let's talk about diabetes. We're not having to sit there going, right, whoa, we need to get own up on the legalities. That just doesn't happen. And unfortunately, these things are the stigma, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. And it can affect people's sex lives, can't it? It can have long lasting kind of repercussions. So as we said, having sex with a condom, you don't need to tell them you're not being reckless. I know some people like to disclose anyway, because they worry about the condom breaking, but you can't be prosecuted if the condom breaks. But, but I know for some people, it's it's their own peace of mind. So do what you feel comfortable with. Some people abstain until they're undetectable is entirely up to you yeah just know the facts like we're saying to you you don't need to be fearful as long as you're taking steps to protect your partner now i'd say this is the most common question we get asked when should i tell my new partner (sighs) Um, and and it's like how long is a piece of string really is the answer isn't it It, well it's a personal choice isn't it you've got to do it when you feel comfortable Uh, some people choose to disclose kind of early doors because then if the the partner's like oh this is not for me so if you do it kind of early doors before you have invested too much time in that relationship you kind of protect yourself against getting hurt yes yeah one of our very earliest podcasts when we very started doing this 
before it was HIV Hope and Charity and then the HIV podcast, we were chatting with some of our service users. And in one of those episodes that you can actually still find if you scroll right back, one of our service users had said, that's exactly what he said. He said, yeah, I'm actually really upfront because Mm. if this person rejects me because of my HIV status, then they weren't who I thought they were anyway. I don't want to waste my time. And it's like, yeah, I can I can absolutely see that. And that's really empowering in some respects, isn't it? Taking that back and being like, nah. Hmm. Not, yeah, no because you're, you're taking control, aren't you? It's almost like a test of whether you think that's the person that you want to be with or not. But I think other people, they like to wait until they're very sure of their own feelings and then they completely trust that other person. There's no right way to do this. You've just got to go with what is best for you. Yes, yeah. And if you're unsure, like we always say, we know this is obviously around the world, but get in touch with your local HIV support agency even if that if that has to be via email or phone call, if you can't physically get to one mm. um, and have a chat with them, just chat it over with somebody. Because I feel like sometimes talking is the best way to get things straight in your head. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Otherwise, it can just build up from, you know, a molehill up to a big mountain, can't it? I get that. Yeah. Definitely. Okay, moving on. Friends and family, only if you want to disclose. I mean, there are benefits. It, widens your support network for example the downside is that you will need to support them initially as it may be a shock to them and they're going to be worried about your welfare so some people choose not to tell their parents for example they don't want to worry them and I can I do understand that I think the best advice is do what feels right for you and trust your instincts I mean you're going to know if it's the right thing to do and don't, yeah, like Sarah's saying, don't feel pressured to compare yourself to other people saying, oh, well, you know, I have a positive friend and they've sort of told everyone. And they've, okay, it just doesn't suit everybody. We have a whole array of service users, some who are extremely open and tell lots of people and others who have told not a soul. And that's why one of the reasons they love coming to TVPS so much. Hmm. They can be very open about their status with people there and it works for them. So it's it's not about reaching these benchmarks of right I've got my diagnosis and you know oh, I've told my GP and now I should tell you know my parents just like in the Gareth Thomas episode initially he didn't want to tell his parents did he he said they're from a different generation they might not understand so it's like Sarah's saying it's it's such a personal choice it is and I think if you're hesitant about telling someone it is worth thinking about why you're hesitating is it because you're trying to protect them Are you worried about how they'll react? Or is it just too big a step at the moment? And whatever conclusion you come to is the right one for you at that time. You might change your mind in the future. Great. But for now, I mean, it's all good. As long as you're happy, I think, you know, we tend to put other people's happiness first and or want to do the right thing by other people. In this situation, no, do what is right for you. Absolutely. And I think as Sarah quite rightly said, just consider the fact that it is quite possible that you will end up sort of having the burden of sort of supporting them and and educating them. I think that's the one I hear the most of even beyond, you know, someone is quite accepting, but their knowledge around HIV and sort of you equals you and how we've moved on is really poor. And so, oh, it's another job, isn't it? Now you're responsible for educating this person. Hopefully you can encourage them. Maybe just send them this podcast and they'll hear us berating them. So they'll encourage (laughs) them to, you know, educate themselves a bit more. But do encourage them to go and and speak to their local support organisation. We support people affected by HIV. So that also means 
friends, family members, partners of positive people. So, you know, don't feel bad sending them to someone else to to do that part of it. No, we've supported a good few mums over the years, haven't we? Yeah. I mean, at one stage, we had quite the mums group going which was lovely. But yeah, no matter, you don't have to do this all on your own. If you've got an, an HIV support group near you or you're in Berkshire, then you've got us, sorry. Uh, Apologies. Yeah. You might want to think about going over the border to Bucks. <laughs> <laughs> but any HIV charity, they're used to, to dealing with all of this. And, you know, they will probably, like we do, support the wider family and take some of the burden off you. Sometimes it's just easier for your mum to ask us a question than you. Right, we're going to move on to some other areas that I've been asked about over the years. I don't know if you've been asked about these areas because you don't do as much work as me. But Right, tattoos and piercings. Easy peasy. No need to disclose if you're undetectable. If you are detectable, just wait. Don't get the piercings and tattoos done just yet. Reach that detect- undetectable goal and then away you go. If you're detectable, you're going to have to tell them. So just wait makes it easier. Right, playing sport. There's no need to disclose if you're playing sport. There's no requirement to disclose your status when participating in a vast majority of sports. However, some contact sports like boxing, for example, may require participants to undergo a medical examination, including an HIV test in order to compete professionally. Really? I should really read this stuff before I read it. I know you're shocked by by your own research. (laughs) It's just an HIV test if you're going into a boxing match. Well, I don't know. You're the one teaching me about this. Ah. I can't help you. Well, that's what it says here. And I have got my sources. So, uh, yes. Yeah. Boxers, kickboxers, fighters, wrestlers, some martial arts have to provide proof that they are free of bloodborne viruses to compete. Maybe because it is very violent. There you go. If you're into boxing. I, I do love a bit of boxing. I can't lie. Oh, no. You don't like boxing? No, I don't see that. Right, let's move on. Travelling abroad. Yeah. So most countries allow visitors who are living with HIV, but some do restrict people, do restrict, I don't know what I'm saying today, but some do restrict people who are positive from entering the country or staying for long periods of time. Yes, America, you used to do this, you don't do it now. Was it right that Australia used to do that as well? Lots of countries around the world. There are certainly, God, you know, we need to look at this one day. This needs to be a full episode because lots of different countries have different requirements for even like emigrating there, don't they? Yeah, some a lot of places are still quite strict. So if you're filling in a visa application form and it's asking you about your HIV status, legally, you have to disclose. Really? Um, And if you don't, and then the authorities in your destination country find out... I mean, you could be fined. I mean, you could end up in prison. That's like false declaration. We don't want to go down that route. So you need to make sure that you're aware of the laws in the countries that you plan to visit. And there are still countries around the world that prohibit people from entering if they're HIV positive. I can't name any off the top of my head. That is for another episode, Sarah. Don't ruin the, you know, the country. Well, I think I can name them, but I don't want to name it without doing some more research. Wise decision, I would say. Yes. But yes, but some of the bigger countries, like America's, like it doesn't matter anymore. But it used to cause like huge issues. We have quite a lot of airline stuff that we support because you know we're really close to Heathrow, and it used to cause all sorts because you know it caused all sorts of issues for them because they couldn't fly to certain destinations and yeah. displaced to their employer, and it's just like oh, come on, <laughs> things are a lot better now. But I'm sure, yeah, there are still countries where being HIV positive is discriminated against. 
uh, what else have we got? A schools. Yeah. Been asked this before. So whether you're a student at school or you have children who attend school with HIV, there is no requirement to inform the school, the university or the college. And that's because education providers can't discriminate against someone because of their HIV status. Um, So there's a legal duty on education providers if you do disclose to make reasonable adjustments if you need them to allow them to take part in every aspect of education, basically. But you don't have to tell them. If it's not impacting on your day-to-day life or your child's day-to-day life, then you don't need to let the school know. However, where this all falls down is if your child is going on a school trip, like a residential, they've got to take the medication with them. And we had this a few years ago with a family who the school didn't know that the child was HIV positive. And there are very few HIV positive children these days, thank you. Thankfully, but um, this child had been born with HIV and they were going on the school trip and they were like, What do we do? What do we say about the medication? Because she's going to have to take it every day. And they did tell the school and the school were fine and we supported them with that. Again, it's like disclosing to like a family member. If you need the support of an HIV charity, then then ask them and they can liaise with the school on on your behalf. I think the main fear with telling schools anything is confidentiality. Uh, But with something like this, the school involved were very, very good. That's really nice to hear. Yes. What about work? Well, no. Um, So the law's changed now, hasn't it? Where surgeons, I think you have to disclose. And I feel like that's about it. Why, Why would you have to disclose your status, you know? Exactly. Well, you don't. You don't. And this is another question we get asked quite frequently is, oh, I should let my boss know. And it's like, no, it's none of their business. Mm. You, let, well, you might let them know if you had diabetes, but you might not. Yeah. So, yes, professions where it's mandatory, surgeons, exactly. But for anyone else, none of their business. Yeah. However, can help if you need time off for medical appointments. Yeah. But it's not, it's not essential. No, and again, it's like all of this. Just you make a call on it, you know, on how you feel about that. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, some employers, we've had situations, haven't we, where they've had to fill in a medical questionnaire. The care work in particular, they still, I'm sure it wasn't that long ago where we had someone who was being asked on a medical form about HIV. How is that going to impact on how you do your job? And I think that's the thing that we kind of say to people, isn't it? Is Is there an impact on their job? Does your boss need to know that HIV is going to stop you doing the same job as other people they've employed? Taxi workers, that's another one I've had. Yes, Taxi yes. Company wanted to know. It was just unbelievable. It's such an intrusive question. It's so bizarre. So I would say no. Again, use the same rules that we use for everything else. Think about all the people that they've employed that don't know their HIV status, who are still working for them, still doing a really good job. So, you know, you shouldn't be singled out because you are positive in any way, unless it's to your advantage. That sounds really awful, but it's true. Yeah. Yeah. If you're going to have to have time off for regular medical appointments, yeah, let them know. It's covered by the Disability Discrimination Act anyway. But if there's no advantage to you in telling your employer, then just don't. Yeah, and, and, it, and if you're worried, I know we keep saying it, please call up an HIV support service because they will be able to advise on this. So before you do anything, if you think, oh, I'm being asked by by an employer or by anyone and you're not sure, give someone a call and uh, and get that advice. Absolutely. Right. That's it. We've come to the end of disclosure. I know everyone now will be like, oh, we didn't mention this. We didn't mention that. Just message Jess. We yeah. can do another episode. It's all good. Yeah. Drop us a message. Think of. 
Yes, yeah, so anything. It's not we. It's just me. Jessica. Just yeah, Sarah. It's just Sarah that does it. I just turn up, just <laughs> say silly things. Yeah, no, please do. Please do message us if we've missed anything sort of glaringly obvious or or just anything that you'd like us to cover and we'll have a look. Because that, like I said, we could actually include that in our disclosure three that we're doing on on World AIDS Day. So yes, very exciting times. Well, what I would like to say at the end of this episode is thanks, Aura Quick. Amazing. But also, mm. can everyone keep their little sausage fingers and toes crossed for us, please, on Monday night? Oh, yes. Send good thoughts. Send us all the good vibes you can. Um, very exciting. And obviously, don't forget, no episode next Friday, but we'll be back. We'll be back the week after. So. Yeah, like a bad smell. Thanks for listening to the HIV podcast. If you enjoyed our podcast, please like, rate and subscribe wherever you listen to your podcasts. You can now also follow us on Instagram and TikTok at the HIV podcast for behind the scenes insights and video. The HIV podcast is produced by Thames Valley Positive Support. Thanks for listening to the HIV podcast. If you enjoyed our podcast, please like, rate and subscribe wherever you listen to your podcasts. You can now also follow us on Instagram and TikTok at the HIV podcast for behind the scenes insights and video. The HIV podcast is produced by Thames Valley Positive Support. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.